Hey, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and you're listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast focused on helping you live your most abundant life, whatever that means to you. From money, to entrepreneurship, to manifestation, to wellness and beauty hacks, to the occasional Real Housewives reference, if you're ready to start becoming your next level self, the future version of you who's doing, being, and attracting everything you desire, and having fun while you do it, you are in the right place, and it's time to start showing up as this version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Okay, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are back here again with Emily, my right-hand woman. (laughs) She was literally, right before we started recording, I literally was like, I don't have anything to say. And she basically fed me my lines for what I'm going to say for this intro. So she is my brain. Okay. Um, And if you didn't know, I mean, I feel like you've been on a a lot of podcasts at this point, but if you guys are new to Emily, she hosts the OCA membership, live calls. She's an amazing coach trained in the OCA method lots of years of course creation experience so and just all around great person (laughs) (laughs) hello Hello. lovely to be here Um, we have the same hairdo today we have the same water bottle and we both just clapped we did the exact same little clap I I I mean honestly if that was recorded so if Callie wants to insert the matching (laughs) (laughs) and subsequent like oh my god that happened then you know you can listen to that here but if not Take our word for it. Take that is what happened. It. Someday we'll have video for you. Okay. Yes. Um, but if you listen to last week's episode, we were answering a bunch of questions that I got in the VIP broadcast on my Instagram. It's like a separate little DM chat for like the inner circle of my audience. So you need to go join if you haven't already. But I did a ask me anything in there. We got tons of good questions and we didn't get to all of them last time. So this episode, we're going to be talking more about social media um, lazy millionaire hacks, and then some personal questions. So it's going to be really fun. And maybe before we get into those, we can just chat a little bit about the new offer yeah. that we are opening up at the end of this month around my birthday, which is November 21st. And <laughs> mark I your always, calendar. I, yeah, mark your calendar. I always do something fun for that week of like my birthday, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's like all of those things in one week. So mm-hmm. I always have to go big for you guys. Oh, yeah. And since OCA is now closed by the time you're you're listening to this, we had to um, bring out something new. So the reason I guess we'll just tell you a little bit about like why we wanted to make this new social media membership in the first place. At this point that we're recording this, we actually don't have the name finalized. So <laughs> otherwise so I would just call it that. TBD. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, is it's a social media essentially membership. a social media membership. And the reason being is that like the number one question that I get all the time is just people want to know how to grow their audience Mm -hmm. specifically on Instagram, maybe some TikTok here and there too, but it's like Instagram is obviously my main platform. I've grown it from zero to over 200 K without ads, really without doing anything special. I never had a social media manager. I never had like somebody planning my content, any of that. It all like just came from my brain and leveraging trends and talking about things. So it's like, I want to be able to help other people use the strategies that I've used to organically grow their audience because at the end of the day, like 
it is a numbers game. If you have a course or you have anything that you're selling online, the larger of an audience that you have, assuming you have, you know, sales strategies in place, the larger audience you have, the more sales you're going to make. So it's all about like getting you and your course and your message in front of more people. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we're doing like a membership versus a course is because as I'm sure you guys know, things are changing all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Instagram, like new algorithm changes, new trends, new audios, new features, literally on Instagram every week, every couple of weeks, there's something new. Um, so we wanted to keep it in a format that would be like easy to kind of keep you guys updated and on the pulse of what's working. Mm -hmm. Also the trends change every couple days as well. Totally. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. Um, and just kind of like a little brief overview. I'm sure most of you listening to this are probably on the wait list already, but if you are not on the wait list, um, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. It's also linked in my Instagram bio and you want to get on the wait list for this because if you are on the wait list, you're going to get exclusive pricing and bonuses and all of those good things. Like right when we open the doors, um, versus if you wait, you're probably going to end up paying more and you might lose access to some of those bonuses. So just a brief overview of what's going to be included in the social media membership, we are going to do every day. You're going to have like a content idea Mm -hmm. that is timely and relevant based on like what is trending on social media, um, tips and tricks for like editing your reels, adding captions, all the things that people ask me all day, every day Mm -hmm. about what I'm doing. Um, what else? How to work smarter, not harder. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, it's like, I feel like there's a big uh, debate all the time about batching content because you can batch because it's efficient, but you can't batch too far in advance because of trends and things that are happening that needed to be kind of in the moment. So we're going to try and bridge that gap of, you know, how to work smarter, not harder and be as efficient as you can while still staying up to date with all the trends and stuff. Totally. And then tips for increasing engagement, like you said, saving time and effort, Um, done for you social media strategy and then also selling so I think that's a big like barrier to people is like how can I create content that is selling my offer maybe Mm -hmm. in an indirect way Um, so you're not necessarily saying like hey buy my thing every time you show up but like there's a lot of ways to sell that are more subtle Um, so all of those things and obviously if you're on the wait list you're gonna get um, exclusive access to when we open the doors and you can read through like everything that's included in the membership and all of that so I um, just wanted to remind you guys about that before we get into yeah. the questions. Because there's a lot of social media questions, as there always are. Of course. So, yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, okay. Someone just, you know, right off the bat, how to get Instagram followers. Reels aren't working like everyone says. Okay. So I would definitely say I agree in the sense that it is harder to grow now on using Reels than it was like when Reels first came out. Mm. However, they do still work. You just have to figure out what people are interested in. You have to learn how to be interesting and how to captivate attention on social media. Just because you're posting a reel doesn't mean that you're going to grow followers. Right. Whereas when it first came out, you literally could. Like I could make a smoothie as a reel and they just like prioritize that content so much that it was like, right. Okay. Amazing. But now you can't just be like, well, at least if I made one reel today, I'm, you know, I did my job. And it's like, yeah, that's great. You're, you're breaking sort of the the seal of the intimidation around Mm -hmm. learning how to make a reel. But maybe if you are someone who just needs to kind of like break into the habit of it, then look at it that way that I'm getting familiar with the, like the tech of the reel and not with the expectation that like, this is going to blow up my account just because I pressed post on a reel. Yeah. You know, I think that that, that's a really good point. Start to try and become a student of 
what is and is not working on social media. And again, this is like literally why we're creating the membership is that you don't have to spend hours on social media to figure out what is working. We're just going to tell you Mm -hmm. what's working (laughs) and then you can go do it. Um, but like, see, obviously it's pretty easy to go in the app for five, 10 minutes, see what kind of audios are trending. Mm -hmm. Um, I think trends can be a really good way, like you said, to get familiar with editing, posting, getting on camera, like honing your niche and all of that. Also just like providing value. But I think leading with some sort of hook, because I think that's the thing that I see now too, is like, yes, giving value is great. Five tips to do X, Y, Z. But I think if you don't really lead into that reel with a reason why somebody should keep watching, you're Mm -hmm. probably going to lose people. Mm -hmm. So I think even a lot of times leading with like a personal anecdote can be really helpful. Like, I healed my acne in two months without using any chemical peels or something. Yeah. And then people are going to be like, oh, like, how did she do that? I want to keep watching. So kind of peak curiosity at the beginning of the reel can be a great way. Yeah. Um, provide value, entertaining, educating, inspiring. Like those are kind of the three pillars that I tend to like look at when I'm, pre- when I'm posting something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like, you know, not just because you decided to like turn a concert that you went to last night and a video that you took into a reel right. and then post it. Now that's just, now that's just video. That's just a video that you posted. Yeah. It's not like doing the, the real growth sort of thing that it was before. So yeah. like hit those pillars, like the hooks I think is, is a huge one. Like when someone uses this example and I think about it, a lot. We talk about this in the membership. Like you can have someone if you're on TikTok or Instagram doing like a get ready with me. Right. And sometimes people like Alex Earl, right. Like grew her entire like following from just telling stories and doing her makeup. Right. But now it's not as easy to just start with like, get ready with me as your concept. Right. So what's actually more powerful than just saying, hey, you don't really know me, but, you know, get ready with me to go to my friend's birthday is not as much of a hook as, oh, my gosh, I've been struggling with really bad hormonal acne that I have not been able to cover up. But someone recommended this product and I'm going to try it. So if you struggle with hormonal acne and you have these bumps on your chin, I'm going to try this, you know, concealer today. That is more enticing for someone to watch because it is also putting their current pain point at the forefront mm-hmm. with the promise of a potential solution, right? Within the whole context of the video. So that's going to keep someone kind of hooked in and watching till the end, because now you've contextualized their experience with the video as well. So yeah. just a general, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that. And I completely agree with what you were saying. And I think, I think a lot of times we look at something that made somebody else successful, like the Alex Earl example of like yeah. getting ready with me. And then people are like, oh, now all I need to do is do a do get ready with me and I'm going to explode. But it's like, usually what worked really well for somebody else, like you can take bits and pieces of that. I've seen a lot of other people do that now, just like what you were saying. And they literally are getting ready on camera, but they're talking about something that's unique to them mm-hmm. versus just the makeup. Like, yeah. let me tell you about this crazy experience I had when I was in college, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Um, or I'm giving you dating advice as I'm putting my makeup on for the day. And so then you're kind of getting this like two pronged, you're getting entertainment, you're getting product recommendations, you're seeing how to use some things maybe you've been curious about and you're getting like dating tips or whatever it is. I love that. Um, And then the last thing I will say too, just about growing a following too, is sometimes even 
it, I don't think it hurts to like say in your caption, especially if you're like having trouble with another, I mean, I'm always a big fan of like giving people a next step of a call to action in your comment or in your caption of like, go download my free X, Y, and Z or whatever. But you can also say like, follow, put your handle for more tips on X, Y, Z, whatever you're talking about. Because I think sometimes people need that other reminder, like, Oh, I actually really like this. I want more of it. I'm going to follow them. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've, we've gotten several questions about this. Um, how to sell on stories specifically. And one person asked, um, how do you sell on stories without needing to share your personal life? So I'm curious what your take on that is. Well, I would just be curious what they, like, what about their personal life they don't want to share? Because I totally understand, like, if you don't want to show your kids, you don't want to show your partner, you know, you don't want to show your house. I think that's totally fine. Like, obviously, whatever your boundaries are, I fully support. But I think that there is a way to probably talk about the aspects of your personal life that are relevant to the thing that you are selling. And Mm -hmm. it's honestly going to probably be the most effective sales strategy that you have. So figure out what your boundaries around that are. And that does not mean you need to be like me and sharing every detail of your personal (laughs) life. But like, for example, like there are a lot of things I think a lot of people, I mean, I am a pretty big, like open book, but there still are a lot of things that I don't share about my personal life. And it's like, I've made a conscious effort to the days that I'm feeling like shit and I don't want to show up on social media, I literally post Q and A's. I talk about my course. I talk about business. I talk about money. I don't, I'm not sharing like every detail what you're doing that day. Right. Yeah. And I think that every person kind of can figure out what those boundaries are. But again, like I think the most, and I want to hear like your thoughts on this too, but I think the most of most effective form of selling is storytelling mm-hmm. and we are our own. I mean, you know, your story better than anybody else. So like figuring out a way that the struggles that you've been through, the things that you've overcome, the outcomes that you've achieved and talking to other people about that is like, that's really what people connect to more than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's like what you said, put the boundaries up where you need, but really ask yourself and try and be honest what, what you're selling and how hopefully you are, either your unicorn, meaning you are a walking example or embodiment of having gone through a difficult thing or had a problem that you figured out a solution for. And your course is, is delivering on, on those tactics and to get that result. Right. So the parts of you that went through those things, it's important to be upfront about them so that people can trust you and that you have the perspective that they would find valuable. I don't know. I think it's, it's hard because I think people do want to protect, you know, protect themselves on social, but it's exactly what you said. Like what parts are relevant to what you're selling and what parts aren't relevant to what you're selling. But I will say again, however you can find authenticity in what you're talking about on social media or how you're presenting yourself is going to be the most important Mm -hmm. thing because I think people can really like sniff out inauthentic energy and guaranteed whatever your course topic is, there are probably hundreds of other materials that are on that same topic. But why are people going to buy from you? Because of your story Mm -hmm. and your authenticity and the trust that you've built. So look at it as a way to kind of let people in to trust that you can deliver on the transformation that they want and less like, 
I need to like post what my, what happened to my kid at school today and what my partner and I are going through and my Halloween decorations and, you know, just so I could get engagement. Yeah. yeah and just, <laughs> just because I need content. Yeah. So everything is content. So, you know, just yeah. frame it of what's actually valuable for what you're trying to teach. Totally. You know? it will, and as you said that about like people can sniff out inauthenticity, it was making me think, cause I was trying to think of like an example to be really concrete and like tangible to give people an idea and not to like harp on MR, what is it? MRR master resale, right? Oh yeah. But I think I have a lot of people reach out to me and they say like, what do you think about this? It feels like spammy or like inauthentic essentially. Is yeah. What yeah. Are yeah. Asking me. And I think that the reason why people are feeling like that is because exactly what you're saying, people can sniff out the set, the, the fact that a lot of, a lot of people, and I'm not, I'm, overgeneralizing here. So I'm not trying to offend anybody, but a lot of the people that are doing the master resale rights, reselling of the course, whatever it's called, Mm. actually don't have experience building and marketing and selling a business. They're literally taking somebody else's course and then reselling it without having built or gained that experience themselves. So you don't really have like a personal story around the thing that you are now selling. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why it feels inauthentic. Yeah. Um, and talk about like content opportunities though, for, for an actual lived experience, yeah. like as you're making the course, as you're talking on social media, you will probably have a million things come up. You're like, Oh my God, I remember when like I saw that specialist and they told me this and then I had to go this. Yeah. And then I spent $3,000 seeing this person here. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be a bottomless bit of like examples that you can talk about versus, you know, selling a course on something that you don't have any experience with. It's like, how many different ways can you talk about it? Totally. If you haven't, you know, totally. And then just on the reverse side of that too, I was thinking like, just, I think this is actually really cool. So my dad, I was just talking to him the (laughs) other day and he's thinking about creating a course. Um, he said he was inspired by like one of the videos that I did that was talking about like from your personal experience and stuff. And the the topic that he wants to do is, um, like how to, what is it? He's getting his Italian citizenship right now, Oh, but it's been like a very long, expensive process to work with lawyers and figure it out and all the paperwork and all of this. And he's like, I think it'd be really cool to like give people a course on how to do this in easier way. Perfect. That's such a a good way for him. He is not somebody who's going to be sharing his personal life all over the internet, but he can share his personal experience with getting citizenship. And so that's kind of a a good way to, I think, again, have boundary around like, yeah, this is related to the thing that I'm selling. It doesn't mean I need to like take you guys to the gynecologist. Literally. Exactly. (laughs) That is so true. And I mean, and again, just, you know, for extra kind of a bonus, you know, uh, not tip, but that course topic is so genius because again, like buying a course through Amy's dad in this example is going to save someone years time spending like lawyers or buying certificates or filing paperwork that was unnecessary and not needed. And like essentially all of the information that's out there streamline it into one thing nope this is what i did this is what you need to do don't pay attention to that ignore that just do this like that is the inherent value of an online course so hopefully just with that example if this has been something that you're kind of like waffling about and like i don't really understand what makes a good course that's sort of exactly what it is i would buy that I know it's genius. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. Yeah. If you would definitely buy that. So. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, I mean, kind of, you know, this is sort of a two part question. Um, obviously storytelling is a big, is a big question for a lot of people. And we've covered, you know, we just covered how to do that, but what do you think is a way to attract students via stories specifically? 
via Instagram stories. Instagram stories. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Um, well, so I wouldn't necessarily say like if you're, if your goal is to be attracting a larger audience, I actually wouldn't prioritize stories. Yep. I, I think stories are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't post stories, but stories really only show to the people that already follow you for the mm-hmm. most part. Again, unless somebody's like screenshotting them and reposting them. Yeah. But if your goal is to grow... I would say focus your time and energy on reels, like the things that are shareable that are going to be reaching a larger audience versus just things that are going to be shown to the people that already follow you. Yep. And if you were someone, this kind of ties into another question that we had. If you have launched your course to your current Instagram audience um, that you know, you know, they've gotten your freebie and they're sort of active. What do you think is a way to talk about your offer on stories now that it's live and for the people that do follow you? Yeah. Well, so assuming, let's just assume that everybody is going to have their offer selling passively. Mm-hmm. So they have like a passive webinar running all the time. Again, you can kind of look at what I do and I'm not saying that this is like the perfect way, but obviously it works well for me is that I kind of try and mix up the content. So like one day a week I will do, I'll share a bunch of testimonials, or if you don't have a bunch of testimonials yet, you can talk about your journey. So like where you were a couple years ago, mm-hmm. what you struggled with, what you tried that didn't work and where you are now. I think that's a good way of like selling and then sending people to your webinar, your freebie or whatever. Yep. Um, Q&A. Did I already say that? No. No. And so answering questions. I mean, I do this, something I do really easily is like, if somebody sends me a DM that I think would be helpful to a larger audience, I'll screenshot it, repost it in stories, and then just put my answer underneath it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can do like a question box, polls, things like that. Um, What else? I mean, even things that are like shareable, like inspiring motivating quotes or things that are relevant to to your business topic I think can be good on stories yeah Um, face to camera like even just day in the life stuff yeah I find always is really engaging so yeah yeah I don't know anything you would add to that no I think there's so many ways again like hit the pain points offer a solution be authentic inspirational when you can and there's just there's so many different ways Totally. To do that through I, all the things you just listed. I think, do, do you think that people, I was just thinking of this, like, do you think people struggle with what to talk about? Like I just said face to camera, but like, I think sometimes the most engaging things are things when I'm just talking about like my life, not mm. necessarily always focused on business stuff. I think it's important to remember that different pieces of content serve different purposes. Yeah. And like you were saying before that our story is a growth mechanism. No. Reels are your growth mechanism. Carousel posts, now they've decided they're prioritizing again in the algorithm, which are really good for just valuable content and things that people can save for later. Like talking on your stories, there's a lot of different ways that you can provide value. If you're just trying to build trust and connect with your audience, then just telling personal anecdotes is going to be really great for people to get to know you. Then really identifying their pain points is going to make them feel seen and not alone. Like all of these things, one piece of content doesn't have to check every single box. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember that like you're just trying to build trust, build authority, make connections and show people that you have an offer that is going to help them get the transformation that they want. And you know exactly what that transformation is and what it's like to not have it. All of these things on social media essentially can 
can do that in different ways. That's a good point. Well, and I think also too, really anything can become part of your brand. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking about it and I was thinking about how things that I've talked about on social media that you wouldn't necessarily consider as being focused around online courses or social media. And like, for example, the whole moving situation, like I was going to be selling and moving the house, like leaving the house. People, I got a lot of engagement from it, which is not the reason why I shared it. I was just like, this is on my mind. But I feel like the whole situation, how it kind of unfolded, and then also like the way that I, which I'm gonna have to do like a whole YouTube video or something yeah. explaining everything that happened, <laughs> recap. But like the the way that I was able to like change my mindset and move forward and turn it into a positive thing when it wasn't to begin with is related to how I am like as when a leader, you, as, as a, a business, business owner. owner yeah. And I think that that mindset can be taken as business advice towards other things. So yeah. really anything can become part of your brand if yeah. you want it to be. Croissants, avocado literally. toast, lattes, all these your things. Personality. Like, I mean, it's going to be the things that people like about you that is the reason why they decide to work with you versus somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. I think I might've talked about this on the last episode, but like several, this is maybe like six years ago, I worked with um, a client who wanted to make a course on using Instagram for real estate agents. And a big part of the curriculum of that course that we worked on was encouraging real estate agents to be personal in what they were posting because real estate is such a personal business Mm. that you do, you know, it's a huge thing buying and selling a house, right? You really have to trust the person that you're working with, that they have your best interest at heart. So really like if you're a real estate agent and you're on Instagram, why wouldn't you show that like you have a, a rescue dog or you love Broadway shows or you really love red wine or all this stuff so that people would want to get to know you. So then work with you Mm -hmm. and put their trust in the buying and selling of their home. So I think people have this tendency to want to feel super corporate and like just very clean and whatever, but it's hard to buy from someone or an entity that you don't know Mm -hmm. what it is or who they are. Well, I think that is also a reason why people will spend a lot more money too. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. if you feel, I'm not going to, like you said, somebody who's super corporate who, and when people ask me all the time, like, do you, do I have to show my face on Instagram? You don't have to, but like, am I somebody who's going to spend $2,000 on a course for somebody who I don't feel like I know? And I don't feel like I know if they really get me or not. Probably not. Right. You know, but like somebody who's been where I've been, who I can see has like the outcome that I'm trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like some sort of personal connection with for whatever reason so much more likely to be like, take my money because I trust you. Yeah, totally. It reminds me of, there's another um, entrepreneur named Amy who sells a course on how to make online courses. But she is, we've talked about this. She's, her name is Amy Porterfield. She's great, but she's like, she's a mom and she sort of has this like PTA mom kind of like clean aesthetic and vibe. And it's like, she's attracting people that are like her Mm -hmm. who want to do that, who are used to her messaging and her tone. And that's great because then the people who are gravitating to you are people like you who are like probably a bit younger, who might have kids or not, who like, like the way that you are a little bit unfiltered because they're like, I want to learn course material from someone who's speaking more casually or like is in verbiage that I understand. So it's like, again, just furthering this idea that it doesn't really matter if you have a topic or an industry that you feel like is really oversaturated. The more that you can just show your personality, people are going to just want to learn that material from you because they like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. So you might as well just be real about it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, just such good, like 
encouragement to just be you and do whatever you want to do. Because I mean, I'm even thinking about like somebody else that I follow and that I've bought courses from like a long time ago who is just the polar opposite. Like Amy Porterfield is like so polished, very like, ever, you know, and I, PTA I, I love it. You know? I love it. Very organized. Yeah. It's definitely appealing to like a type A personality. Yep. Then this other person is like so raw. And like some of the videos were like pulled from Facebook lives and like, you know, and to be well, honest, the content, I didn't care about the production value, even though the production value was low, but the content in the videos was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I was buying it because I wanted to hear what she was saying about these topics. And so again, like you can, and that I'm sure was like very easy, probably cheap to make. And it's equally as valuable in my opinion, because the content was good. So you can really just like be who you are and you'll attract the right type of people. Well, and again, to your point, like it wasn't jarring to discover her content was like that because that's probably how she's showing up on social media. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is her. Yeah. You know, this is her vibe. It's not like she's giving off this polished thing and then you get to the course and right. it looks like <laughs> shit and there's this dissonance of like, what the hell is going yeah. on? You're just like, it's straight across the board. Totally. That's who she is. I'm into it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's sort of, you know, there's a lot of people that ask questions about selling and storytelling and attracting, attraction marketing and stuff. So pivoting slightly, someone said, I have the OCA bundle and no Instagram following. Should I do Instapreneur? Instapreneur and OCA at the same time. Okay. So, and I get this a lot because obviously if you enroll in the OCA bundle, you get like three courses, you get OCA, Passive Income Academy, and then Instapreneur. So I always recommend starting at least like going through the initial lessons of OCA where you're picking a course topic, because I really think that once you have your course topic, it can make everything else, like all the content you're creating for social media, so much easier and more Mm. streamlined. So I would at least get your course topic nailed down first. And then if your goal is to like start building up an audience while you're creating your course, um, yes, Instapreneur is great. It's going to teach you more about like the algorithm, how to use Instagram as an entrepreneur. But also I would definitely say like, you definitely want to join the social media membership that we're launching this month because you're going to be getting like daily content ideas that are timely and relevant to, you know, you're going to infuse obviously your course topic and personality, but you can kind of make them your own and use them in a really easy, quick way to like grow your audience. So yeah, totally. Um, and then just one quick one, would you suggest having a separate social media account for my course? No. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I mean, like I could, I could say more about that, but honestly, I just feel like where most people are at, like, unless you have a team right now, who's going to manage it for you, just build a personal brand and sell your course from that same account. It's going to make everything so much easier, so much yep. more streamlined, less work for you. Totally. Um, okay. So I feel like that's good on social media questions, right? Cool. Yeah. I love um, it. Okay. So now, you know, Amy has been talking a lot about this sort of like lazy millionaire archetype lifestyle. <laughs> um, so there are some questions that we have and, you know, maybe you can kind of illuminate what the lazy millionaire would do in these situations. Oh, what um, would a lazy millionaire do? I love yeah, that. literally. That's a good segment Podcast too. name changing immediately. <laughs> what would the lazy millionaire do? Um, okay. What to do when creating content feels like a chore and have no desire? Okay. Fab question. I actually just posted a reel about this today, which is my like strategy when I don't feel like creating content because I mean, I don't know if anybody always feels like creating content. I definitely don't. There's probably 50% of time where I don't feel like creating anything. Um, so for stories specifically, what I do, if, if you guys didn't see that reel is I have an album, like a photo album on my phone of like old content that I posted to stories. It's mostly like Q and A's, um, testimonials, like stories I've told things like that. And save all of those like so anything that's evergreen that could be shared again in the future, I save to that album. And then that way, any 
anytime I'm having one of those days where I'm like, ugh, I really don't want to like show my face on camera today. I will just pull from that album and post. And like mm-hmm. m- most people, if they do notice, nobody ever says anything. Um, <laughs> and I try and like recycle those so that, you know, I'm not reposting the same thing all the time, but, um, it's just a really good way to like make things easier and still get something posted for the day. Yeah. But then in terms of like real reels, um, again, if you don't want to be showing your face on <laughs> camera, like something that I do, I try to be really consistent about this is whatever I'm doing during the day, whether I'm going to yoga, whether I'm going to the grocery store, whether I'm on a trip and I'm traveling, whether I'm flying, whatever, I try and take like little videos all the time Mm. um, and save those to B-roll. Yeah. It's basically like you can create an album in your phone called like B-roll. And it's so easy to then, if you have a trending audio or whatever, to go into that album, pull a couple clips or even just one and put some inspirational text or educational text over the, over the top of the video. What I like to do too, hot tip is Mm -hmm. I'll just like bring the exposure down on the video really low so that the text kind of pops on Mm -hmm. it, pair it with a trending audio. Um, I think that's a really easy way to kind of work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Without having to show up and be like, let me tell you about this, this and this, and then having to edit it and you know, yeah, the whole thing. So, okay. So in a similar vein, someone says, I have the time to make a course, but not the energy. I am so tired. Tip. So when you're at the beginning stages of your business, most people have like one of two resources. They either have time or they have money. Yeah. I did not have money. So I had to figure out a way to like spend the time to create my course myself. I don't know, like this person says they don't have the energy because they're so tired. I wonder like, do you have a budget to hire somebody to help you? Mm. I mean, there are ways obviously to outsource. And if I had the budget when I started to outsource, like I maybe would have, that would have been great. Can you think of any other like energy saving? You know what? I think it really just comes down to like, okay, how can you create a, I think a deadline is really helpful because then you're like, okay, I only have to do this for this amount of time. And then it's launched. Give yourself a reward when Mm. you reach certain stages. So you're like, okay, for six weeks, I'm going to try and devote Monday through Friday, two hours a day or an hour, whatever you're able to carve out time, give yourself these benchmarks and then like a reward process for like, okay, well, when I complete that stage, I get to go to Sephora or I get to something, go to Disneyland or something like that. And then I also think continuously reminding yourself, like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want to make this course? Why do you want passive income? Can you really say, okay, if I like buckle down as like my dad used to say and do this for six weeks or even three months depending on how you know robust your course topic is so that a year from now my life can be totally different Mm -hmm. like try and dig up that that why you know because I think also it is hard motivation comes and goes it's sort of like a finite energy sometimes. And I think if you have like discipline and determination to get the goal that you want to, then you can, I think, find a way to psych yourself up to do those two hours a day or whatever. And like then, okay, it's two hours a day. Like how long, I think, is it Marie Forleo who has like a resource about like something about like time thief or something. And Mm -hmm. she has this thing where if you add, if you literally journal, like every single thing that you did that day, you can find hours 
out of nowhere that you were like, well, I dilly dallied here. I scrolled for this amount of time. Yeah. I snoozed my alarm. Like I think she, she, if her book is called everything is figure outable. And I think she goes through like a chapter in this. You can get it for one credit on audible. Um, <laughs> not sponsored, but Marie love you. Um, like you can find literally two hours out of thin air because you like, you know, maybe you didn't, you took too long to make lunch or like, you know, you weren't being efficient in other ways. Mm -hmm. And so that might help you feel like if you're someone who's like, I don't, there aren't enough hours in the day and I'm already kind of strapped. Well, have you, have you gone through and seen where you can maybe make some adjustments Mm -hmm. to find the time that you need to build the course that you want so that you can have the result that you want. Totally. Well, she also, it sounds like this person like has the time, but maybe just not the energy. So I was also thinking too, and I'm curious for you because you're a projector, like me as a generator, a lot of times I actually don't feel like I have energy, but then if I start working on something specifically, if I start working on something that I'm excited about, it gives me a lot of energy. So Mm. I don't know if it's more of a mindset thing or a more of a, like, if you just have the discipline to just start, it's sort of like when you don't feel like going to the gym, but then you get there and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I guess I'm here. So I'll do some. And then you end up having a full workout. It's like, if you just start something, you might actually start to get a little excited about it and be like, yeah, this is actually kind of fun Mm -hmm. to see this all come together. I'm somebody who like gets really excited about like seeing something come together and like launching something Mm. new and and thinking about how many people it's going to help or thinking about how much money it's going to make, like whatever you can think about to make yourself excited. But I love your tip about like treating yourself when you get a certain. Well, yeah. And maybe it's like, you know, okay, so yeah, you have, you have the time. So you're like, okay, I have two hours a day, but not the energy, but okay. So even if you have those two on un- an uninterrupted hours to work on your course, is there something that like you can create an environment for yourself that's energizing to you in some way? Mm-hmm. So are you someone who likes to go to a coffee shop and work and you just want to take your laptop and like put your headphones on and that's like your little treat. You get a scone and you're working on this or like, do you need to go into your office, light some candles, play some music and you know, like how can you create a more energetic environment to where you look forward to this sort of like alone time in this creation process. So that doesn't feel like, you know, it's like a montage, like legally blonde style of you just hunched over a computer, like, you know, (laughs) scribbling notes and on your laptop and stuff. So totally. Yeah. Well, it might be good to figure out too, if you are somebody who would actually do better with like a business partner. Yeah. I mean, I know like online courses are so solo friendly if you don't have anybody else and you want to just do it yourself. But also, I mean, there's a lot of successful course creators who are like have a business Duos. partner. And yeah. sometimes I think depending on your personality, that can be like more energizing to work with somebody else. So, yeah. Well, speaking to the human design thing, like I, I'm not a generator by any means. Like I, I get really exhausted about the doing of the thing and I just want to like pontificate about it and think <laughs> of the idea and brainstorm and you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then the actual, okay, now getting it on the laptop is really daunting for me sometimes. So like Amy's saying, whether you're outsourcing or a business partner, finding what is like energizing for you and where someone can supplement the parts that, you know, feel draining is, could be helpful as well. Do you want to get into some personal Yes, let's do it. Okay. Um, This one's funny. How do you deal with money boundaries and family (laughs) slash (laughs) in-laws? Well, it's, I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask this because honestly, I, I have not, I've been very lucky that I don't really have to have any, nobody ever expects anything of me in my family, which is really, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know if I'm the best person. To ask okay, that's <laughs> fine. She doesn't need them. I don't have um, any boundaries. Don't, don't know her. <laughs> I guess boundaries don't know her. I mean, okay. Well, hypothetically, if because I think this is a good way to think about like what would I do? Like if you know, obviously, there's such a hard. It's a, such a hard balance because obviously, if somebody in my immediate family needed something, I'd whatever they needed, you know, I'd help them. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I think you can kind of sense again, going back to the authenticity thing, you can kind of sense when somebody's just sort of like using you versus like they really need your help yeah you know? like a like a mooch like yeah if i had like a random <laughs> relative reaching out and telling me they needed money i'd be like no right you can take my <laughs> course and boundary. learn how to make it yourself <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah here's my course it's yeah it's three thousand dollars you can learn how to make that back times 10 yeah <laughs> totally fair enough um this one is funny um best and hardest thing about being a palm mom oh my god <laughs> best and hardest thing they're literally the best do- well aside from barking at you every time you come over totally they, fine. I get aside it. from like the little bit of barking they really are like the best dogs i've ever had and i've had a lot of different dogs in my life like they're just so um temperament is just so chill like they're kind of like cats they just sort of mm-hmm. like lay around all day the hardest thing would be <laughs> they, because they're so hairy we get we have a lot of poop situations okay where we get dingleberries yeah that get hardened in the hair you know things like that without going to tmi so it's a maintenance um, issue it's a maintenance <laughs> issue definitely yes but so keep that in mind if you have a pomeranian yeah sometimes you just need to trim yeah you need to trim around the butthole but um, yeah you know other than that other than that it's a real smooth sailing they're joys <laughs> um Okay, so someone says, how do you organize your thoughts and concepts um, and projects? Any apps that you love? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Any question about organization to me, I'm like, mm. okay. <laughs> so I already kind of shared for like, I do, I think I have a pretty good organizational system for like content creation, which mm-hmm. I shared before of like organizing. And also like when I, whenever I travel somewhere new, I create a specific album, like with the name of that country year so that it's really easy for me to go back through and like pull and repurpose content. Um, and then like same way with like anytime I take photos of myself that I think I want to use, I'll save those to a specific album. So I have all of that organized really well, but in terms of like projects, concepts, I mean, really we just use Slack, yeah. like you and I and the team and like we chat on there and it's kind of nice because actually you've done this. I will not take credit for this, <laughs> but like Emily in the Slack channel, you can create like different, what are they called? Channels. Yeah. Oh, categories. Channels. Okay. And yeah. So we have like a webinar channel, a YouTube podcast. channel, podcast, like literally every kind of element of my business. And that way everything stays really organized if we have a task that needs to be done or whatever. Um, so I would, I mean, that's really the I only like Slack. organizational thing that I yeah. use. Yeah. I've always like through different clients, so some people have wanted to use like Asana or Basecamp, um, Monday. And I just, that is not the way my brain works, like boards and stuff. Like even though I'm a visual learner, it doesn't make any sense to me. So just Slack with channels so that you know, oh, I have this project about Pinterest or something. Go to the Pinterest channel and yeah. the information is there. I think that is really the best. Yeah, app. I agree. It's almost kind of like, it's more like email, but like much more organized. Like yeah. it's like a constant chat that you can have with everybody else on your team. Whereas like, yeah, I think I've tried Trello and stuff too. Yeah. In theory, that sounds amazing. And like, I love the color coordination and all that, but yeah. I just, I... It's, it's too hard too to set up, first yeah. of all. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like, I don't know. It just does not work for me. And then it's almost like more of a job to maintain uh-huh. the boards yeah. than it is to actually like derive the efficiency from the platform. But maybe if you have a really big team, it would be helpful yeah. and a dedicated person that's just 
doing the boards. Yeah. <laughs> that would be helpful. A board person. Yeah. Um, what apps tech do you use to make your YouTube videos? Um, okay. So I don't edit my own videos um, on YouTube. So I'll just like share that anymore. I used to. So I used to, when I was editing them myself, I used iMovie, mm-hmm. which I believe is free if you have a Mac. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's really good. If you're just getting started, you can use iMovie. Um, the person that edits them now uses um, Final Cut, which is a little bit more more in depth and complicated. I've also used Final Cut as well and I I love it. And then also, so this software I really love because it basically allows, you know, you get your, so let's say you have your editor edit your YouTube video on like iMovie or or, um, Final Cut, then they can upload the edited version to this software called frame.io and it allows you to put in time stamped edits. So for example, if there's like a, a mistake that needs to be edited out at 105, I'll say edit this out, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really, really clear. And then the editor can go back in, do all of those edits, and then the video is ready to go without you having to like tell them. And it's web-based. So everyone can be in the same file yeah. at one time and making comments and stuff like that, which yeah. is super helpful. So that that's amazing. And then um, another thing too, I was going to say, and maybe you can talk about this because you actually, I think, know how to use it better than I do. But um, TubeBuddy is like this software for YouTube videos that kind of helps you generate title ideas. It'll allow you like A-B split test thumbnails things like that it's honestly i haven't delved too far into it the way that i use it is you're able to look at related videos to the piece of content that you made so if it is a day in the life or maybe you're someone who's providing educational content on youtube so you're like how to set up a Etsy shop you can look up other youtube videos of people that are ranking really high for that like search term and then you can literally it's like an extension on chrome where it'll populate all of their keywords and things that they used for that video so that you can copy and paste it and use it for years so that you can rank similarly yeah. so it's helpful amazing yeah and it, i think they even have some like ai features on there now too which mm. will help you write like a description i haven't again like delved too far into it but it's it seems like it could be really helpful for yeah. youtube specifically so yeah um, okay, last question that we have. How do you get over the indecision on a business name slash social handles? So my thought on this is that I don't think it really matters that much. I mean, I, I feel like people might disagree with that, but I think if anything is preventing you from taking action, it's better to just pick something yeah. and then change it later. Yeah. Because the longer you wait for like the perfect name, the perfect, perfect whatever, yeah. oh, that's not available, so I can't do it. It's like nobody is going to buy based on what your handle is, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think it's just the most important thing is just decide and get going. And you can always you can always pivot later on. Like, I yeah. mean, I have been thinking about dropping the nutrition from my name for like three years. It obviously hasn't prevented me from like doing well. Yeah. Um, is it something I might do in the future? Maybe, but I also don't think it's You're still full steam ahead regardless. <laughs> yes. yes, like whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get to it when we get to it. <laughs> Um, okay. That's all of our questions from the VIP chat. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. if you guys want to join, cause maybe from now on, maybe I will take all of our podcast questions from that VIP chat. Yeah. Um, so what you want to do is go to my Instagram at rebel nutrition. And then on, in my bio, there's like a little broadcast channel that's called lazy millionaire VIP chat. Just go join that. It's free. You get like behind the scenes content chat DM situation, um, exclusive everything basically <laughs> that's where i share everything first so um join us in there and um join the waitlist for the social media membership yes. if you haven't yet yes so i'm thinking i think i'm 
I can't remember if it was at the beginning of this podcast or the last week, but definitely something big coming around my birthday, which is November 21st. <laughs> Again, uh, <laughs> Scorpio season, um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday time. So um, if you're interested in joining the social media membership, definitely get on the wait list to get the best price and all of the... Um, first come bonuses and things like that. So again, that's going to be linked in the show notes, linked in my Instagram bio. And thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you for answering, asking me all my questions. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you were listening to this? It helps us reach more people with this message. I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to attract your desires is to start showing up as the version of you who already has those things right now. There's nothing standing in your way from feeling those feelings today. Now go have a beautiful rest of your day.